back to another episode. Today's guest will be Jessica Goodman-Taylor, the case manager for Leon County Teen Court. Um, so can you please introduce yourself? Yes, my name is Jessica Goodman-Taylor. I am the program manager of Leon County Teen Court. Um, and can you elaborate on what the teen court system is? Um, and can you kind of talk about what the mission of this program is and how it helps juvenile offenders? Absolutely. So we are a juvenile diversion program when a juvenile has been arrested um, instead of going through that traditional juvenile justice system that can be lengthy and um, time consuming and even you know expensive if you have a private attorney the state attorney has the option to divert or move them the juveniles around that traditional system into um, a diversion like teen court so when they complete that program successfully the state attorney drops or dismisses those charges off of uh, the juvenile's record. Mm -hmm. um, and what are the advantages to going through the teen court system rather than going through the regular court system? Right, so when they are diverted to teen court, there are no fines or fees uh, through that traditional system. There are court fees um, and fines that have to be paid. Whereas through teen court, there, there are no no costs, no fees associated. Also, the length of time um, that the juveniles are in teen court, it's about a three to six month um, period, whereas those traditional uh, juvenile justice system, that time frame could be anywhere from six months to a year. Um, a lot of um, cases are reset over and over again while the attorneys try to figure out what um, what kind of deals or what kind of um, avenue would be the best for the juveniles. I mean, can you talk more specifically about what you do as a program manager for Teen Court? Like, what does that entail and what inspired you to take on the job? Okay, sure. So um, for me, I manage the um, diversion component and also the educational component. We also go out to the middle schools, seventh grade civics classes, and we teach them about the judicial system. We have them come to the courthouse for field trips. So I help facilitate all of those um, field trips. I also help train the teen attorneys. I track volunteer hours and I coordinate the hearings. So the hearings um, are set up a lot like a trial that you might see on TV, but everyone is um, a juvenile in the proceeding with the exception of the judge. And it's set up uh, where the defendant would be put under oath and they take turns being questioned by prosecution attorneys, which are teens, defense attorneys, which are also teens. And a teen jury listens to the case and they decide what they think um, the sanctions or consequences should be. So I coordinate all of um, the hearings. I manage all of the cases. So when the teen jury hands down a, a verdict, it might look something like community service hours, sessions where they have to come and serve on a jury themselves, um, writing assignments like letters of apology, essays, educational packets, as the um, program manager, I also um, manage those cases. So I make sure they're turning their assignments in 
on time. I make sure they're attending school regularly. There's good behavior at home, good behavior at school. Um, and why does this program use teen volunteers and what are the benefits to using volunteers over regular volunteers? So we use teen volunteers, but we also use adult volunteers. So the judges are adult volunteers. We also use law students who are volunteers as well. And I think that it's important that it's volunteer-based so that everybody um, feels a sense of community, that they're giving back to the community rather than, than being reimbursed for what they're doing. Um, and I think that really gives um, everyone involved a sense of uh, civic duty and responsibility. Um, it also benefits the volunteers if um, they have a, a community service requirement, either for scholarships or college. Um, I know the FSU law students, they have a pro bono hour requirement that they have before they graduate from law school. So they help fulfill that requirement when they volunteer with us. And as the program manager for Teen Court, what are moments that have stood out to you over the course of your job? So I've been with Teen Court 10 years now seven as the program manager. Um, and I would say the last few years have definitely been the, the most rewarding, um, even with the pandemic. The kids um, that we work with um, are a great group of kids, whether they're the volunteers or they are the um, defendants that are their cases have been referred to our program. It's been really rewarding to see people grow in their own right. So we sometimes we get kids that start in seventh grade and they go all the way through 12th grade. Sometimes we have um, a defendant that, um, you know, went through our program and I happen to see them later and they're doing really well in their own right. It might not be that they're, you know, at college or doing um, something that, you know, is super, um, I guess the example I'm trying to give is there was a young lady that came through our program and I saw she was an adult and she was working at a gas station, but she was super happy. She was doing really well. Um, and to me, it doesn't matter what, you know, comparing one person's success to another, any kind of success and seeing someone happy is really one of the the biggest rewards for being the program manager. And how important is Teen Court in our community? And how do you think Teen Court can even better serve our community? I think it's um, very important. Again, we reach out to um, all of the seventh grade civics classes and teach them about the, the judicial system. So that's one way that, that it's beneficial. We also give um, youth an opportunity to share in their civic duty, um, to be on a jury and hold other teens accountable. Um, we also, you know, provide those requirements that the kids might have um, for community service. I think um, sometimes jury duty in the court process gets a bad rap. So I think that this kind of instills in them at a young age, the importance of, um, you know, restoring victims and getting um, offenders back on the right track, and that it gives everyone a sense of um, 
you know, doing well in their community. Um, and what can we do to more effectively prevent people from making the same mistake twice? Or in other words, like how do we uh, make sure that, or to the best of our ability that the teen attorneys don't see the same defendant twice? Okay, so I think that comes um, with experience um, in kind of gauging the defendants. Each defendant is, is different and we can't use a cookie cutter type of uh, case plan for them. Um, I get some kids where I have to be maybe a little more stern as their case manager and others where I have to be a little more understanding. So customizing each kid's case as far as how um, we deal with, you know, any delays in returning their sanctions or any issues that they might be ha having at home. Um, I think setting them up with the sanctions that are customized uh, from the jury is one component. The other is really just trying to understand that each kid is different, their background is different, their, um, you know, their obstacles are all different. So um, you can't use a cookie cutter approach with all of them. And what are the benefits of having these juvenile defendants also serve as teen court volunteers as part of the jury? Um, what do you hope um, that they learn from this experience? Right. So this is a really important component, I feel, um, of a teen court program is having these kids that got in trouble with, with the law. Um, they are held accountable by other teens, which the theory is that um, teens, when they're held accountable by other teens, it uh, makes more of an impact than being held accountable by an authority figure, like a parent, law enforcement, principal, something like that. Um, so I think it's really important that they come back and they serve on a jury as well so that they're kind of getting the buy-in to the importance of this, um, you know, civic duty. And I think it's important because they'll learn from the cases that come after them. So again, each case is, is not the same. So even if a juvenile came for a battery charge, but then they came back for jury duty for let's say a petty theft charge and then a criminal mischief charge on another night, they're learning from those other um, defendants' stories. So they're figuring out that, oh, this is a type of situation that can lead to this, or I need to make sure I have an exit strategy if I find myself in this position. So I think it's beneficial for that community feel and feeling that you're, um, you know, you're doing something important, getting these other kids on the right track. And um, I think it's um, important because they can learn from the other cases that come after their, their case. Um, and you have probably seen lots of student volunteers in your career. Um, what do you like to talk about with your new volunteers or what do you like to tell them about teen court when you first talk to them? Okay, so when I first talked to teen volunteers, tried to give them a little bit of a snapshot of the juvenile justice system. So we go out and we talk to them about the types of charges that most juveniles um, find themselves, um, if, if they get in trouble, those kinds of charges that impact juveniles the most. So petty thefts, criminal mischief, trespass, 
um, maybe a burglary. So we talk about how something that seems very simple um, could actually be a criminal charge and that not knowing that it's a law is not an excuse. So let's say someone gets in trouble for going into an abandoned building and they're just hanging out. Well, they can't just say, they could get charged for trespass and they can't just say, you know, I didn't know that was against the law. So we're kind of educating them about making good decisions and thinking things through. Um, and that's how we kick off um, our initial interaction with team volunteers. Then we also talk about the component of this, the civic duty. Um, and most of the team teams are really interested in um, the process. We, we don't have a, um, a very hard time recruiting or retaining our, our team volunteers um, because I think what we do is really important. And I think they also feel that it's really important. Can you talk more about the justice system in general? And what do you think we as a community should improve upon to increase equity? And how can we make those improvements? Okay, great. So I, um, our judicial system for juveniles is taking a turn. Um, Trauma-informed care, or TIC, is something that's really in the forefront of juvenile uh, justice system right now. And that is, um, you know, a mindset where these kids that are coming through the, the juvenile justice system have been victims of some kind of trauma. And it might be something very, you know, very, very serious, or it could be some trauma that others might not think are serious. Um, so maybe a divorce, maybe losing a parent, um, maybe just moving from one state to another, that those are all forms of trauma and they can um, you know, manifest, them, manifest in a way that these juveniles might um, not make good decisions and get themselves in trouble. So I feel like the pendulum's kind of swinging from more punitive types of punishments uh, for, for the juveniles to really looking at therapy-based, trauma-informed care-based um, procedures uh, to, to get to the root of, um, you know, why, not why are you doing this, but what happened to you um, is, is the theory behind this. And I think that that's personally the way to go. Um, I've not really met any juvenile in the 10 years I've been here that doesn't have some kind of um, trauma that they've they've had to deal with. Um, and do you believe that the justice system disproportionately affects people of color? And if, if it does, then what can we do to fix these issues? I do think that it um, is disproportionate. And I think that has to do a lot with um, socioeconomic status. And it has to do a lot with um, resources. And resources could be money, resources could be um, programs. Uh, we just recently got a um, Children's Services Council here in Leon County that um, has been put in place. It was voted in by the people of, of Leon County to help with these social services. Um, they are in the process of providing grants to different um, agencies and different services for those that are in need. I think. Um, 
the trauma-informed care is a, is a very good start with this as well. Um, and that locking up kids and, and being quick to charge kids as adults or direct file on them um, is, is not really the way to go. And I think that does cause a disproportionate um, number of minorities to be, um, to enter into the, the juvenile justice system. And what do you think about using artificial intelligence in the justice system? Um, do you think this would help fix these problems that the um, justice system has with affecting people of color or do you think it wouldn't really change anything? I don't know a whole lot about that at all. Um, I would tend to say that, um, that that's a kind of a slippery slope. I would say that getting to know someone really well um, taking the time to listen to them is probably the best way to, to know if they're being um, genuine or not. It's why, um, you know, when someone says, oh, that's a bad kid or, you know, what they did might have been bad or, you know, against the law. But that's why I take time to figure out what's going on with them. So I don't know if artificial intelligence would be able to fill that same role. Um, but it would be interesting to, to, to figure out, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and what do you think about the death penalty? Um, do you believe we should maintain or uphold it or maintain or, or maintain or abolish it or? Now, this is something I, um, I, yeah, I think about a lot because of course we have the death penalty here in Florida. I have a, a really hard time with the death penalty just based off of so many people that um, are found to be exonerated later, whether it's just maybe a year in prison or 10 years in prison or a, a life sentence in prison. I can only imagine how many that were maybe um, you know, given the death penalty and that was carried out that might not have been um, really guilty of what they were convicted of. So I feel that there really needs to be a lot more um, research and really get to the bottom of um, people being convicted of crimes that they didn't do. I also have a little bit of an issue with the, um, the means in which or the ways in which the death penalty is carried out. Um, they you know, there's a moratorium on, on uh, executions in several states because it's, you know, deemed cruel and unusual punishment, whether it's the electric chair or, um, you know, the lethal injection has even had some issues. And then, of course, the firing squad, all of it seems um, pretty cruel and unusual. Um, but uh, in the same light, if, if someone has, um, taken someone's life um, and it's proven well beyond a reasonable doubt or the person wants to take responsibility for it, I, um, I'm not necessarily against the death penalty. I just want to make sure that no one is spending not even a day in jail um, if they've been um, convicted of doing something that they didn't do. Do you have anything you wanna to say to all the previous, current and future teen attorneys? 
Yes. Um, so to the past teen attorneys, um, they um, whenever they come in town, I would really like them to come visit. I love seeing how much they've grown up and see what they're doing. I mean, 10 years. So let's say I started 10 years ago. So those seniors would now be almost 30 years old. And that just blows my mind. So I'd love to see um, when they pop in periodically or send me an email, see what they're doing now as adults and, and how they're making an impact to our current teen attorneys. I'm just so impressed by all of them always. Um, I've really got to know this current group over the last few years really well. Um, and I'm just so impressed. I mean, between me and you, and I guess whoever's listened to the podcast, um, they're all so much smarter than I am. And so sometimes they'll ask me questions and in my brain, I'm thinking, um, you guys are a lot smarter than me. You probably know the answer. So I'm always super impressed by them. Also, this current group is really close, like they have a bond, um, which I really enjoy um, being a part of as well. So um, they're just a great group of kids. For the future volunteers, um, I would say um, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to working with you. Um, I hope that you get from the program what our intent is, which is to have a sense of civic duty, have a sense of belonging, working on those skills like public speaking, debate, thinking off the top of your head, professionalism, but really having a good time and feeling like uh, team court is um, a family type of, of, of setting and that we all each, all have each other's backs and then we enjoy our time while, while we're doing something very productive and important for the community. And what do you see happening with the teen court community in the future? Um, what improvements can be made and how can we expand upon this program? So I think, um, well, we will continue to run. Um, this program was established by um, an ordinance for Leon County and was voted on. So we will stay um, in operation. I would love to get one more employee. I'm the only employee right now. So I would love to have one more staff member full time so that we can really, really be the best um, we can be. Um, as far as volunteers, um, I want to continue to get the, the best and um, you know the brightest that, that Tallahassee and the surrounding areas have to offer. Um, and those that may not typically have opportunities to be involved in this program, either because they don't have the resources such as transportation or their parents work, you know, two jobs or have multiple children. I would really like to get more of those kids involved um, as volunteer teen attorneys or clerks or bailiffs, but somehow to, to, to really reach out across all demographics and, and get um, kids involved in the program. 
Um, those are all my questions. Um, thank you so much for doing this. Welcome. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed and stay tuned for the next episode.